there are more important things than football. Drop and give me 20. This episode, we're watching Friday Night Lights on The Showdown. Welcome again to the podcast, and as always, the showdown is recorded in front of a live dog and cat audience. Meow. My name is Cliff, and this is the podcast where I, a television idiot, dissect one epic TV series with a television expert. So, Colin, how are things in TV land today? Well, I gotta be honest, it's Monday morning, it's four days until Friday night. Okay, yep. all right, so... Yep. I am ready to go, yeah, I have yeah. a lot to say, were, and you, I am excited... I'm ready to go. You were born to record this podcast episode <laughs> about this show. I mean, it's fair it's to weird. say. It's weird. Everything has been leading up to this moment. If I die tragically just after we finish recording, you'll know why. Yeah. So, of course, we're, we're talking about the the famed television series. Infamous. Infamous, perhaps. Yep. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. A show that I think people have strong feelings about. I've, I've The only opinions I've really heard about this show out in the world are either I love this show or I've never seen that show. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I was just going to say, oh, yeah, it's polarizing because I've only heard really, really positive things. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone who watched it and was like, oh, I have neutral feelings yeah. on it or I, I don't like it. I have only heard... Since I've seen it, I love it. Yeah, so so we watched <laughs> it. We, right? we watched it for you out there in in, in podcast land, and so we're gonna. We've re- seen it before. We've seen it before, yeah, but we we'll we we really watched it. Oh, we, we took notes. It. it is gonna get real detailed. So so let's yep. talk a little bit about the show itself Absolutely. for anybody that, that yep. hasn't seen it. Uh, the air dates for the show were 2006 to 2011. A fairly recent show, I, I think, uh, aired on NBC from 2006 to 2007, the first two seasons. And then the final seasons, of course, were picked up by DirecTV, specifically made by them and aired on their just like Channel 101. It's called the Audience Network. The Audience Network. Yeah, and then, and then what was interesting is that NBC picked up the... Okay. NBC. <laughs> NBC. Yeah. that Texas in me. Um, NBC picked up a later run of the same show. So, mm-hmm. you know, season three would premiere on Audience Network and then later in the year it would, right. it would basically encore on NBC. Yeah, it was. it's one of those shows that the audience reaction to its cancellation drove more shows in some ways. There was oh, a, yeah, a big absolutely. backlash to NBC saying, well, people like this show and they feel like there's some merit to it, but not enough people watch it. It doesn't make enough money, so we're getting rid of it. And then a lot of people revolted. Yeah. Because, uh, so again, as we mentioned, anyone who watched it loved it. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I watched it. Okay. <laughs> wow. So we'll, right. see if that, we'll see if that see holds up. See where we're up. going with this. All right. Uh, so it's listed as a one-hour drama. Uh, and I think that's true. It's it's a drama for the most part, although it's got all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's kind of so all over the map. So many emotions. As far as TV shows go. Yep. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about the seasons? Absolutely, yeah. As as Cliff mentioned, there were five seasons, which total of seventy six episodes. The cast is, of course, you know it by heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what, are you just are you just making this for yourself? Sorry, go ahead. Can please continue? I didn't mean to interrupt. Colin, you know it by heart. <laughs> okay. Kyle Chandler, Connie Britton and her hair. Mm-hmm. Amy Teagarden, Brad Leland, yep. Taylor Kitsch, Jesse Plemons, mm-hmm. Zach Guilford, 
kind of amazing that Jesse Plemons got top billing over mm-hmm. Zach Guilford. It's true. Uh, Derek Phillips, Blue Deckert, Minka Kelly, and Adrian Pelecki. Pelecki? Pelecki? We'll go with Pelecki. I'm not really Tyra. Sure. Tyra. Oh, yeah, Tyra. Yeah, and I made a note here too. Peter Berg is worth mentioning. Peter of course Berg, he was. The, the creator and director of the movie version, yep. Friday Night Lights, and yep. then strangely came back and decided to make the, the television show to make more episodes. And the styles are, are very similar for that for that reason. I actually didn't know that until I looked it up. That he, yeah, it was the same director for both the movie. Yep. And, and the television show that eventually And followed. what's interesting is that there are some cast overlaps. So Connie Britton is in it, and the guy who plays Buddy Garrity is mm-hmm. in it. Yep. Um, but the coach is not the same, which clearly can't get better than Kyle Chandler. Well, it's true. The, the, the actors on this show are are pretty good. There's a lot of I people that great. went on to do other things. Jesse Plemons is one of my favorite actors. has been in some That's of right. our, our favorite shows. Was That's right. great it's on incredible. Breaking Bad. Was yep. really good on Fargo and a oh, number yeah. of things. He's... Uh, did the the uh, Star Trek take off the Black Mirror episode, oh which gosh. is just one of the greatest Incredible. things ever. Yeah. yeah, so really good actor. I, Kyle Chandler's been in a bunch of stuff. Connie Britton, of course. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, John Carter. Sure, is, yeah. Is in this, I almost said John show. Carter when uh, I was reading the uh-huh. <laughs> cast yeah. because uh-huh. it's what he is. That's Tammy Riggs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> T-Riggs. So uh, the description of this show is it's pretty... Pretty to the point, the description we, we took um, to give to you all out there in, uh, in the world is the trials and tribulations of small-town Texas football players, their friends, family, and coaching staff. And can I just say uh-huh. a little preview of what we're going to get into? This is why I love this show. Okay, yeah. It's so simple uh-huh. and yet so complex. Right. That's yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Okay, there are yeah. so many layers, uh, okay. and I love it. All right. I don't know if I'm going to go all the way with you. So let's Look, talk about the ratings. Yes, Everyone on the internet agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. IMDb gives it an 8.7. Rotten Tomatoes, a 96%, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And then TV.com is an 8.8. 8. Right. So, you know, like I said, everyone on the internet agrees with that's, me. That's true. The, the, the internet true. loves this show. The, yeah. the, the, the awards panels, not, not so well, much. Well, look, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Golden Globes are zero. zero. Um, a- Emmys, three of them, mm-hmm. one is amazing that he so here's the thing about Kyle Chandler okay. winning the Emmy because uh-huh. I remember the year he won was also a year that uh, John Hamm was up for Mad Men and yeah. it was the final season of Friday Night Lights and I remember thinking it's justified but also I kind of wish John Hamm had won but yeah. thankfully John Hamm won in um, his final year sure. for Mad Men mm-hmm. so all was right with oh, the world they goodness. both deserved it we breathed, uh, we breathed two, a real sigh of relief <laughs> right two more Emmys one mm-hmm. for casting which is which is absolutely well deserved Wanted, yeah. and and certainly writing in the in the fifth season yeah the writing for sure uh, I, I think is 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 warranted I, I you know there's a lot of things about this show that are very high quality i think the writing casting i would wager that some of the acting performances probably i agree could yeah, have gotten recognized great, a, a yeah. bit more but uh, Connie you know. britain's hair alone yeah I, it's kind of a weird like i'll give a bit of a spoiler i, I ultimately like this show uh, I hope so. <laughs> but, okay, because I want to stay indoors. I get it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it is, a like you said, a very basic formula. So they're not mm-hmm. tackling a lot of high drama subject matter. There's a couple of things they tackle, the abortion issue sure. uh, yeah. in the show. They, they you know, they, they go for some things. But for the most part, it's really about, you know, high school football. Yeah, which is, is not a super deep subject matter. But the, I think, that again, like to, to speak to the authenticity of the show as, as one who grew up in Texas – uh, and, and experienced high school football in Texas. It's so good at at creating this feeling 
when, you know, we as people in our thirties watching this are going, Oh yeah, none of this actually matters when Mm -hmm. it really comes down to it. It's so good of capturing that feeling of like, this is the most important. Right. It always puts you there in the world. It's incredible. It's hyper realistic. I think they, you know, to it, to an extent. Um, so notable filming locations, Texas, uh, Texas, Austin and Georgetown specifically. I think they filmed a few things outside of Texas for the most part filmed on location. The top rated episode is the very final episode, the series finale season five, episode 13 mm-hmm. titled always rated a 9.7. Only a 9.7. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's up there. There's a episode of television. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. Familiarity disclaimer. Of course we go through. So we like Colin said, we both watched this show before. I've seen yeah. it once through you. You made me I've, watch it. I've seen it a couple times through. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so re-watch. we, we yeah. were, we'd seen all the episodes, but on our rewatch, we did go back through and watch a lot of yeah. this show. Yeah, was a, season a, pen- premieres and finales. Yeah, yeah. And, and some in-between shows, yep. I think, here and there. Yep. Uh, but in case you're not familiar out there, we can uh, maybe refresh your memory a bit or get you up to speed in a little segment we like to call Theme Song Jukebox. So uh, one of the one of my favorite theme songs. I, I think it's, so it's simple. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I, I think it's very emblematic of the show itself. It's kind of a it, it's nostalgia wrapped up in a in a heavy flange pedal on an electric guitar. You know, you know what it reminds me of in a weird way is is a is a John Philip Sousa march. The way that can evoke a, such a. a such imagery mm-hmm. of Americana and parades and, and, you know, all, all of the, all of the associated, you know, the, the mm-hmm. whole shebang, this, this sort of evokes the same sort of like small town, genuine, I don't know. Yeah. It, I, like, yeah it's I, just, it just evokes that for me. I sure. Yeah. If, if, if you could turn a, a memory into a song, it would sound something like that. So uh, right. com- composed by WG Snuffy Walden, is the name of the composer. That's the that's the real name of a real person that <laughs> okay. created that song. Actually, quite popular uh, theme song composer. I'd like to jump to the Dundies right yeah. <laughs> Best name. Uh, and also notable for this. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the music. The music in oh, this show have, is, yeah. is almost a character unto itself. One of the, uh, the artists better known for this show as well is a band called Explosions in the Sky. Uh, and they've, it, I'd be remiss not to, to point them out. They do a lot of music for the show, a lot of that type of music that kind of fits in that's soundtrack worthy. Yeah, so Colin, we got to move along here. we got to get serious. It's time, time for our section where we're going to get a little bit more in depth. Are you ready for your close-up? Absolutely. All right, here we go. So Colin, before we start close-ups, uh, in, in the spirit of the show... I wanted to to see if I could give you a little bit of inspiration before we jump into it. Oh, you ready? Please, yes. All right, here you go. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Yeah, right, you can't ready? lose. Okay. All right. Yeah, go. yeah. Oh, okay. I have it written Hopefully. like. Wait, four don't times run out the door. Don't. Notes. Okay, come back. Come back. Oh wow, she started running out there. I hit the pee with yeah, my hand. Man. Okay. <laughs> pee for Panthers. Okay, that's great. So, uh, uh, so would you like to start? I've got a lot of opinions about this show, but I yeah. have a feeling you've you've look. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna start at the top. 
Okay. We can get into detail afterwards, but I'm sure. just going to start at the top. Coach Taylor forever. Okay. Jason Street forever. Wow. Matt Saracen forever. Texas forever. Are you going to? Okay. So yeah. this is anything else you'd like to commit to for the end of time? Connie Britton's hair forever. Okay. But, well, you know, that's, yeah, <laughs> I goes, feel like I've covered that territory. It goes without saying. So, yeah. I'll, so maybe it maybe is a palate cleanser for that. I'll, I'll read my first note, which okay. may, which may. <laughs> They upset you a little bit. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, wow, Varsity Blues really toned down the language. Okay. <laughs> it's, again, it's this idea of there, there is a genuine subject matter in Texas football. Mm-hmm. It's insane down yeah. there. Yeah, I, it's, I wrote that as a, as a, as a joke. I, I think there, you'd, you'd be remiss to not kind of at least bring that up. There's another yeah. very famous that came out around this time, yep. very famous Texas football movie called called Farsity Blues that gets mixed in with some of this. It's a bit more of a, of a comedy, but... Um, well, and what's great is, you know, the, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like the difference between that and this mm-hmm. is, you know, that sh- that movie sort of made you root against everyone. There really wasn't anyone great that you were, you know, really, really rooting for. Mm-hmm. Whereas the really great thing about this show and the thing that I kept kind of being blown away by is that there is no antagonist. Right. You root for everyone. Even Buddy Garrity, who you I, hate I think so. most of the time. So something that's interesting about that, I, I, I didn't go back and watch it for this episode, but I've, I've seen the movie a few times. The, the Fred Night Lights movie, yeah. there are real villains. In oh, it, sure, yeah. Uh, which is which is interesting because it's the same director, the same type of storyline. It's it's a little darker mm-hmm. than the show itself. Agreed. which is yeah. Which is, a, it, it's same feel, same themes, different. Same tone. Same tone, very different storylines. Sure. Uh, which, which I, I don't know if that was something done on purpose by Peter Berg, where he made the movie and it was a little bit darker, and so he came back and made something that was a little bit more of a love letter to yeah. uh, to Texas high school football. So another another note that I wrote that maybe is a good place to to kick off also is I wrote like or dislike this show. It's a great pilot. Oh, uh, the incredible. pilot for this show, regardless of your feelings about the run of the series itself, is a re- really 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 good pilot. Like you yeah. know, I think it I think it shows it's made by a movie director, but um, it's it's really good. It's a strong pilot. Yeah, it's it's one of those where if you have seen if you have seen the entire series and you go back and watch the pilot, it's incredible because it's nuggets of every single thing that will come to play out throughout the course of the series. Right. You know, it's it's really just a prequel to everything in, in the truest form. You know, some right. of the, some of the best pilots that I can think of, you know, Sopranos or Mad Men or, or Lost certainly kind of all do that same thing where you go back and you're like, everything that happened on this show was in that pilot in one form or another. Yeah, for sure. So, so what else did you have as a starter here? Well, I have just a lot of kind of weird side notes. You know, it was, it was amazing how much praying there was. Amazing mm-hmm. for, for those of us who don't have that as part of our day-to-day work life, right. let's say. But again, know, work. I think part of the hyper-realistic <laughs> sure, you know, style absolutely. of the show, I think the reality of that part of the country for sure, and certainly within the realms of, of high school football in Texas, I think that's probably pretty standard. So speaking of reality, another note I made here is that the actual football is not very realistic. <laughs> no, no, it is It is like movie football. Yeah, if you're watching closely enough, it's it's not super... You can tell there's, there's a lot of actors out on the out on the field for sure. So it's it's good enough to pass. But if you're watching yeah. closely enough, like every now and then, I'm like, oh, that's not really. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really it's happening. definitely a show about the town and the idea of football, and mm-hmm. less about the actual literal football. Yeah, which, which is good. You know, I mean, it's it does things 
really, really well in certain ways. Uh-huh. One other example I will give about reality is mm-hmm. um, how much they go to Applebee's. They do. Yeah, in fact, there was, there was just <laughs> yeah. a scene in Applebee's here on the, we've got the, an episode on behind us here. It's, yeah, I don't know if that was, uh, you know, a, a paid sponsorship or, or product placement or whatever you want to call it, but it's very authentic. I went to Applebee's a lot in high school because, you know, that's what you do in Texas in high school. Yep. Before or after a football game, Apple, Applebee's is almost its own character in this show. Yeah, and Tyra works there. Shout out to Applebee's. Yep, unpaid, unpaid promotional spot. Eating good in the neighborhood. So another, so the theme that I'll, I'll have during my comments here, and I'll, I'll kind of start with with at least the first entry I have is Colin crying at forty six minutes. You know what? Into the show, into the it's first beautiful. episode. There's a lot to cry about. Forty six minutes show. in. Already, I have a lot of emotions. <laughs> they, they hit them all. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Yes, they did. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. They did hit them all. Yeah. They, they got them all. And, and something else I wrote here is I, I forgot a lot of the comedy. There's in you know, wrote quality jokes. It, this shows some good stuff. Pretty funny. Like it's, you know, it, un- unintentionally sometimes, intentionally some other times, but like the, the writing is, is quality on the show. For sure. And there's some good comedy in the show. They, they do a good job of kind of making fun of their situation. It's a, it's a teen drama. For sure. At its heart. Yep. But it, it's, I think they go above and beyond with some of the comedy in the show. I, yeah, I think so too. I think, I think that um, is emblematic of coach and Mrs. Taylor's uh, relationship, their love life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're funny together, which is great. They're they're a beautiful couple. Right. It feels like a, a lived in relationship. Absolutely. So yeah. I have a question along those lines. Sure. Uh, something that kind of occurred to me. I have this written actually pretty late in my notes. Mm-hmm. Does the show believe that Coach and Mrs. Taylor are above this town? There's always kind of this weird attitude. And I'll give you a very perfect example. There's kind of this weird attitude that they kind of roll their eyes at it sometimes or that they're kind of putting a, I, I can't really a little. My, I, I, I think I think it feels maybe not not to put words in my mouth. It feels like they, they never at any point don't consider themselves outsiders. Right. I think that's right. kind of that's, that's a what great it, way to put it. It's yeah. kind of what it seems like is they're you know, they, they, they I think they genuinely come to care for the town and the people in it, but they never really feel like they become a part. Of Dylan, Texas. No, I don't think so either. And and I think the moment that really solidified this for me is I believe at the in the in the season one finale. This is one of those absolutely great musical moments. They win the state championship. They they all come back to Dylan. They're throwing them this huge parade. And instead of putting the montage of their celebration over this sort of triumphant we're all winners mm-hmm. music. They put it over a cover of a song called Devil Town mm-hmm. by Daniel Johnston, who mm-hmm. is a I don't know if he's famous or not. He's famous to me. There was a movie called Devil and Daniel Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary. It's great. You should watch it. So this the, the song is basically I was living in a devil town. All my friends were vampires. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was a vampire myself. Right. It's a fascinating moment in the show because yeah. it's it's again, it's this idea that Coach Taylor is kind of looking and watching all of this happen while we're hearing these lyrics that that describe him as thinking almost what did I get myself into? Or, you know, what have I become almost? But he was part of it all along. I was just kind of fascinated by it. I, I don't know where I really landed on that. Yeah, the, I think they the, one of the one of the my favorite things about this show for sure is is the soundtrack. It's not 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 always spot on, but they it's very realistic music, and I think they they make smart choices for the moments in the show where they insert. Uh, the music and it's it's music heavy. If you watch yeah. an episode, oh, I mean, there's sure. there's background music or some sort of soundtrack for 
60% plus of the shit. It's a lot. Like, there's a lot going on in the background. You kind of, you know, to the point where in later seasons, like, I would watch it, and you'd kind of start to notice, like, there's not a lot of silence in the background, like, even, you know, kind of in the... Uh, in the moments where you would think there would be. Yeah, and they do a great job of picking music that feels authentic to what teenagers in Texas would be listening to, sure. which is local rock, local country, you know, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. So what else did you have, Colin? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the reset in season four when he goes to East Dillon. I thought that was such a great moment in the overall arc of the show. Mm-hmm. Just a just a way to kind of reinvent the underdog you know i sure. think i think the show does a good job and and i'll talk about the cliches a little bit later but it does such a good job of you think someone is the favorite and then all of a sudden they're the underdog again and then they build them up and up and up and up and all of a sudden they're the favorite and then they're the underdog again in some other way you know it's just right. an incredible way that you there's always a reason to root for your character it was a smart writing choice and they, they were able to bring in some new characters that helped Michael B. Jordan and some others yeah. that helped kind of reinvigorate the show yeah Michael B. Jordan's the uh, best does, yeah he has a great job on the show he's not listed in our uh, our, our list of, of actors where we list the cast but he's he's pretty prominent in the final yeah absolutely two once, seasons yeah once once he kind of comes in he's, he's one of the main he's characters he's basically the main yeah. character he does a great job he's, I mean, he's gone on to do some really players. great parts but he was really good in it I also you know this isn't going to make it to my Dundee but I, I just want to say that moment where Coach Taylor makes you know he's he goes into the bar where vince's dad is and he mm-hmm. gives him the two tickets and i couldn't i didn't write down exactly what he said but he he basically says something along the lines of not everyone gets a chance a to, young man only gets one shot at this maybe in yeah. his lifetime so yeah I think, so oh, God, more or less, it's paraphrasing it. oh but, it's so great it's yeah, so that's, great that's, and you know the he doesn't even have to say it like you should be there or you should be ashamed of yourself or whatever because that's who coach taylor is he's a man of few words mm-hmm. He's real cranky. He's real cranky. Ultra cranky. Well, that's what's great about him is that he's always he's always some balance between cranky mm-hmm. but proud of you or like cranky but rooting for you. Yeah. Or let's see, I have a annoyed but proud, tough but fair, mm-hmm. always sounds so mad. But yeah. he's not always mad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a question about Coach Taylor. Yeah. I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit. Why are his sunglasses so big? <laughs> I, I don't know. Answer, answer me. Because the you, sun you, in Texas you is, is big. And also, I don't know if you know this. Well, well the, star, stars, the, the at stars at night are, are big, big and bright. And bright. Yeah, the stars during the day is big and bright. So, someone out there is clapping yep. along. <laughs> Took Sadly, a lot for me not uh, somebody to just Somebody just Pavlov to clap right into their, right into their phone. Um, Most of that's from people. So we skipped ahead a little bit. I did yeah, have a note yeah. about season two, episode yeah, one. Yeah, please, please. Uh, I just wrote season two, episode one. Uh, baby Taylor and oops, Lance is now a murderer. Okay. Like just because <laughs> so, we, so for that, I wrote LOL. Remember when Tyra and Landry killed a guy? Yeah, that was, that's the, easily like in a, in a show yeah. that had made some really great, smart writing choices so that this was not absurd. one of them. I think that they, and I, I think they got chastised a little bit for that. Oh, choice, for sure. But they, yeah. They're just like, well, let's, what if somebody died? Yeah. What if there was a murder? What, what if, if no, somebody the, who deserved to like, die? You know what? This show doesn't need a murder mystery. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, thanks. <laughs> well, it's it's like everything I've been saying about how simple it is and how straightforward it is and how authentic it is, and then you throw that, which it was, is such it, it was like a real yeah. real dynasty turn. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, and so and of course the baby showing up was a little bit cliche. Like I think it helps, but there, I I didn't feel like that was super. I don't know. Like I had, I had some mixed feelings about the, the oh hey here's a baby we're gonna throw in and make this really crazy. I I have always said maybe not on this podcast. <laughs> But I have always said to myself um, that uh, 
that I generally feel that a pregnancy storyline is boring. Just as a, okay, now we're going to throw a baby in the mix. I, yeah. I always feel that it's a little bit boring, a little bit lazy writing. It, it doesn't present for any kind of realistic next level because nobody wants to watch someone who's like frustrated with how much a baby cries that's not fun to watch and also you know we've all lived it let's just say well it. Yeah, a lot have yeah <laughs> most of us have. I, I, I you know it's just not fun to watch and also it's just kind of lazy writing in terms of like well i don't know what else to do let's throw a baby in the mix okay. so let's talk about that baby and this i'm gonna no, throw something you know out what? there nope and uh, no i have to say this and it, this baby this has parents that baby has grown up into a normal person probably this is so this isn't even my over this this should tell you how controversial my overdramatic opinion is today this this is not it I, I i wrote i wrote gracie bell is a real goblin wow she's that baby and and i'll say that we we also are, are we've have have seen some not so attractive children in our, our house. Like not all babies are cute and Look, they, they grow up to be like, like not at all like normal all people. people that's a, a lot of, well, sort of, but I, I think the relationship between your, what a baby looks like or like a small baby and that uh-huh. person are, are not usually related. Yeah. And so that makes me feel a little better about saying that this baby was very strange looking. <laughs> I wrote goblin is the, the word that I used. The Gracie Bell was, was freaking me out a little bit. Look, I never noticed how freaky she looked. Oh, take a second look. I'll, I'll send you, you some memes later. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, you won't there sleep for a are while. Some memes. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would be great. Um, I I think one thing that I wrote along those lines, not exactly that, but it was weird to me how often I was deeply bothered by the rally girls and their sort of role in relationship with their football players. Yeah. It is it is almost directly implied that they will make food or bring any snacks that they want. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Football players need a lot of energy. Sure. So, you know, let's feed them. Yeah. Uh, it is implied. No, no, no. It was directly stated that they are encouraged or required to do homework for them. Mm-hmm. Any and all homework that sure. they are required to do. And then it is also implied that there is a level of, let's just call it sexual promise uh-huh. or encouragement. Yeah. Should they need that? Uh-huh. Just messed up on so many levels. It, it is, yeah. I don't know that that's really messed up. I don't. Unrealistic. Look, it's never directly stated. But yeah, it's a little it's so weird. A little odd. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird and problematic. It, what's weird about it is how the show never digs into it. That's what's weird about it is yeah. that it's just sort of like, hey, I'm your rally girl, a wink, wink, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're all just gonna be okay with that. Yeah. Like I think what's her name, uh, Amy Teagarden, is kind of a little annoyed by it when. Matt is now the quarterback and he has a fancy rally girl. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so, so moving on, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll catch us up on our, on my, my, my kind of side diary I had, I wrote season three finale, uh, Colin's crying again. Yeah. And yeah. then season four premiere, uh, Colin tears once yeah. again. Yeah. Every episode did it because every episode triggered something. Yeah. Special. Uh, <laughs> about life. I don't know, special. They're all special. Look, you cried at Golden Girls episodes too, so. So did you. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> you want to play that game? Yeah. Let's play it. No comment. <laughs> uh, so so what else did you have, Colin? Uh, I, think, I think I'm going to save almost everything else I have. Oh, oh, uh, why does everyone wear jeans in Texas all the time? I don't know, that seems. You have been to Texas. It's hot, yeah. In football season, it is hot. Yeah, it's hot. Do not wear jeans in Texas. You will you will pass out. Um, I would also like to state that uh, for some reason the local radio market in this town is unbelievably huge. Oh yeah, they have a lot of local radio There's, talk. Yeah, they're talk radio. They're a, they're a big market about football. So, it's a lot. Yeah, I I didn't write this down, but I remember making a 
a, a comment about when when East Dillon becomes a thing, and they make it a point to say, well, they don't even have equipment. And when when Eric Taylor shows up to you know for the first time, the weight room, there's like raccoons and stuff. Yep. But somehow they have their own radio station yep. with personalities calling yep. the games the yep. first season. Like they have yep. have a budget for that. Like that somehow shows up. That well, felt that's a little not, convenient for the, the plot budget. line. That's <laughs> just that's just local football enthusiasm. Oh, this was a little odd. So uh, well, so I'll run I'll run through some notes here uh, that I make because they kind of jump around a little bit. I wrote Lance is the best. Yeah, uh, he is the best. We love Lance. Yep. Quite a bit, Landry, for those Landry, of you. Landry, yeah. yeah. but That's I, what Coach I call, Taylor calls him. I call him Lance, too. You are very much like Coach Taylor. Uh-huh. Well, so ways. we're going to get to that really, yep. really quick. Uh, so I, I also wrote, is Coach Taylor's coaching style just yelling? Because that How seems like that, that seems like it's effective. He's, but then He's yelling. Rewatch the show, and every time you see him on the field, see if he's coaching anyone or if he's just kind of yelling at people. He, he's it's, yelling it's at them. glaring and yelling. He, he's yelling at them, but in doing so, he's showing them that he cares about them mm-hmm. and that he's proud of them and that he's rooting for them and that he wants them to be the best they can be Yeah, okay. by yelling at them. Right. Yeah, for uh, sure yelling at them. All right. Sure. So I, I wrote, Prison Tim Riggins is very sad. <laughs> yeah, Prison Tim. Prison Tim is not, a, not fun. He goes to prison. Yeah, he goes fun. to prison and then he gets out and says, I'm never doing anything illegal while yeah. he's underage drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like not with a beer. Yeah, non-prison Tim. It's fun Tim. Prison Tim, not so fun. Not so fun. Uh, I wrote Billy Riggins needs a hug. Oh, Billy Riggins is the yeah, best. He yeah, needs, he needs a best. hug. I, I have another question for you. Absolutely. When, when is Buddy Garrity actually at work? Oh, boy. Um, I think we saw him at work once. once. or twice. Yeah, like when Jason Street in comes. Five, in five and, years. Yeah, when he comes <laughs> to... Uh, to, to get a job as, uh-huh. a, as a salesman, basically. Right, or when Lila shows up to, sure. to yeah, turn to... in her free ride. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. A, a memorable scene. Yeah, Buddy Garrity is a is a interesting character on a lot of levels. He, he's Yeah, they set him up to be a kind of a slimy guy, like a, a, a little sleazy. Yeah. But he's but he's a character that you end up rooting for. Like they, yeah, it's, you root it's, for him. it's a good conflicted character where he's not not a great guy. A little bit sad, and his motivations are always yeah, like sad just is not, probably the best word for not it. great. But he he's genuine enough to where there's and there's a comedic element to him. Like he's, Look, he's, his intentions are good. That's that's yeah. what it ultimately comes down to. Is all he cares about is high school football, which like you say, is if you're listening and you are a version of Buddy Garrity in Mm -hmm. your town, good for you. You know, it's good to have things that you're passionate about. It's good to have things that you love, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he, he, you kind of feel bad that that seems to be the most important thing in his life. And, and you know, yeah, he's, he, well, the only thing I'll say, I don't know if that's true. (laughs) He's not happy, but but you want him to be, you want him to believe he's happy. The, The one thing about Buddy Garrity that really stuck out to me is when he, he holds his, state championship ring up it's mm-hmm. a very much like a white power gesture and yeah they do that a lot freak me out yeah it's a little I'm like like this this town is already problematic yeah I, be- I believe that the the current term for that is microaggression <laughs> right exactly. that's what we would call that today yeah. uh so i, I so sure. next next thing i made a note a, a series finale call in tears one more time Big time for the series I'm finale. Save my comments on that for a later section of the Okay, podcast. we we will. I, I I did make a note about the the finale that I, like it occurred to me like it's and I enjoyed the finale, but I, I wrote and this is I don't know if this is a question or not. I just wrote Wayne's World super happy ending. <laughs> like they really went like full force on the everybody. It's it's the Oprah ending. You get a Man, happy ending, and you get a happy was, ending. It was so sugary sweet. It was good, but man, there was zero. Like everybody was 
good to go. And so, and then the yep. last the comment I wrote here was, uh, I, I might have Eric Taylor's temperament. Yep. <laughs> I, let's I, go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, that, I, I, there's a lot of... You have of, yelled that many times. Yeah, there's the a lot of five. me in there. I'm, I'm one oversized pair of sunglasses away okay. from, from an Eric Taylor style, style of life. But, you know, it's, it could be worse. Yeah. Right? I think it could be worse. Yeah, you uh, could be that other coach who sucks. Wait, does that mean that I'm Mrs. Taylor? Well, you, uh, you could be sure. <laughs> let's not let's not have another baby if that's okay. if that's possible. Well, they have but, two, so we have two. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, so it, it matches perfect. up. Yeah, absolutely. So on on that yep. bombshell, we'll we'll move <laughs> along here and have the show and orchestra play us off. All right, now it's time for our most unpopular take. Let's get over dramatic. All right, now is the part of the podcast where we say something that may be a little bit unpopular or maybe a little bit overdramatic. And Cliff, I think you should start us off. Sure. So this is going to, my overdramatic statement is three words. Actually, two words because one of them I, I hyphenated maybe unnecessarily. <laughs> And I, I want to preface this by saying, you know, we, we have a, a lot of listeners out there that listen from all over the country. We're really appreciative of that internationally. Our, our listeners in Texas know, know that I love you dearly. Uh, if you're listening, but my overdramatic take is, is Texas not forever. Wow. Texas not forever. I, okay. It's, there's you know a lot, what? there's a lot of, the show goes out of, let me explain. The show goes out of its way to paint this picture of, of Texas as this really conflicted place. And there's a lot of problems and struggle and it kind of creates this world that the show lives in. And, and then they, they try to try and bring it back full circle and say, but actually this place is like a paradise on earth. And, I, and I've been to, I like Texas very much, but okay. it's this really Apparently weird not. juxtaposition of Texas is the reason, oh, which is a great band, by the way, Texas is the reason for all of uh, these problems that we're having in the show, but it's the greatest place ever. And I, and I can't, I had a hard time balancing those two things. And I, I think one of the, I don't think it's the very last line of the show because the, the last scene is uh, the Taylors walking sure. off the, the football field in Philadelphia. But one of the final scenes is Tyra, or not Tyra, I'm sorry, um, uh, Billy and Tim Riggins building the house yep. on the hill and they sit down and do the uh, the, the beer clink in the Texas River. Kind of an iconic moment and I thought to myself, but it kind of it kind of beat you guys down for the last the right. last five years. I don't know. So that, that was my overdramatic take is there's this really weird dichotomy of of Texas being this wonderful place, which it is in, in, in many ways, but also the show using it as the reason for a lot of the conflict and drama in the show itself. And it didn't it didn't add up to me. Yeah, I think I think the reason for that is that I think the directors and the writers kind of mean it in, in an almost ironic way, in the same way that, sure. that we kind of talk about the Taylors as kind of being outsiders, but, you know, they've been there all along. They, they are above this town, kind of, but mm. not really. It's this idea, exactly like you say, Texas forever. And, and again, people, people there have this different attitude about the place that they live. People are really devoted to Texas as an idea. Sure. And it's a great place in certain ways, but it's also a really difficult place in a lot of certain ways. And so I think the I think the writers were very aware of that. And I think that that's why you kind of get that disingenuousness or conflict or or even just sort of irony with that, which I think is cool. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was so that that was my that was my my take is there was this it was a weird line they were they were walking. It felt like this particularly the finale of the show yeah, was you know, here we are at the Alamo Freeze and everything is wonderful and, and 
also it's tried to murder us. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. For the last sure. five. Yeah. For it was, sure. it was, so what's your overdramatic take? On My that? overdramatic take is that this is the perfect series finale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know a lot really? of people. <laughs> well, I had some other ones. You know, the thing about the white power thing was I had that as a possible overdramatic. But you know, know, it's not a, a the fascists symbol. They were just really proud of their rings. <laughs> I know. It's just it's ring weird. it's ring power. It's okay. It's just it's just not a little better, right? like That's I feel like they they better. could have gone a better route in like getting together and coming up with a salute. But look, I feel like I feel like on the set someone just like was, their rings. I feel like someone on the set was like it kind of looks like white power and someone was like yeah, let's go with it though. Yeah, it worked. I don't, I don't know. know. It kind of works. Um, and and I think that's that's <laughs> kind of what's interesting about the show is that you're you're rooting for everyone, but you also kind of are rooting against the ideas that they're rooting for. Sure. Sometimes. I guess. Maybe that's my overdramatic. I don't take. know. So, so let, let's Look, re, let's over, rewind a little bit. My overdramatic take is that the number of times I cried was appropriate. Mm, okay. Well, you say so. Okay. There's a lot. There's an uncomfortable amount. Uh, so, so you're trying to sell that the this is the best series finale. Ever. No, 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 not the best. That's what I heard. The perfect. The perfect season yes. finale. Okay. Series finale. So you're, you're gonna kick it up and okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm saying other other shows have also had great ones. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect series finale for this show. It, it checked all the boxes. Like I said, I it's guess. the Oprah one. You get a perfect ending, it, and you get a perfect yeah, ending, and, and everybody feels good watching it. I, I suppose. Like One of the things I like about the show is there's a lot of conflict, and not everybody wins, and they yeah. leave a lot of open-ended storylines where people are just where they're at, and they yeah. drift off into whatever their life becomes without some sort of rescue yeah. operation coming in. And I, I yeah. felt like the the finale here was a they just went total crowd pleaser which is fine it it was it was good but it also lacked a little bit of the the, yeah everybody got a life preserver and i I don't think that was necessarily part of what made the show great in its run it didn't do it to an extent to where it ruined it i thought it was a great finale it was sugary sweet i I wrote that's it it was the the wayne's world super happy ending yeah. It like struck me. I, I just kind of saw that saw that coming. It's fair. Okay. Well, so with that, I, I think that probably tells the tale. We'll go ahead and wrap up over dramatic, and we'll take our first break. But don't go away because when we come back, we're going to hand out some awards and pass some judgment. Hey, everybody, this is Cliff, your TV idiot. And this is your television expert, Colin. And we're here to tell you all about our pre-award winning podcast called The Showdown. We know you love TV. We do, too. And we're not here to judge how much. So to feed your craven addiction, we'll explore one amazing all-time TV show on every single episode. This episode, we're watching Home Improvement. We're watching Bachelor in Paradise. Low Deck Mediterranean. Gilmore Girls. We're watching Mr. Ed. Friends. The Curse of Oak Island. We're watching Unsolved Mysteries. The Golden Girls. Family Matters. True Blood. We'll talk trivia, play games, rate, and of course, throw down some very questionable opinions. The show is a is a murderer. Robert Stack's trench coats have everything. Shoulder pads, <laughs> buttons, lapels, earth tones. Yeah, they're incredible. Well, four hooves and a mouth is like five fingers, right? If you think oh about boy. it. So okay. it's like it's like a one-handed surgeon. Okay. Don't think about it too yeah, hard. It, it would right, totally work right. though. Yeah. I, look, if if I needed emergency surgery and the only physician available were Mr. Ed, I would let him operate. Okay. The answer is always more, more ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> You're purporting that Mr. T 
is the charismatic element of the A-Team. He's the only one well, I know. Why don't you just say Murdoch for that? No, you know what? Stop. Okay. So listen to the showdown on any service where fine podcasts are available and channel surf over to our website for more surprises at www.showdownpodcast.com. See you soon. And we're back on the showdown. All right, let's get gussied up. It's Dundee time. <laughs> All right, this is the part of the podcast where we give out some very exceptional awards. Now, Cliff, I can see that you have your Friday night fancy jersey on. I do. I have with my your jeans. I have my best blue jean tuxedo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Denim Dan over here. That's right. Uh, so, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I'll I'll start with best. So my my best goes to the soundtrack on this show. Great. That was that was the thing that stood out to me. I, I enjoyed the soundtrack. I think they did a great job, both the found music and the. Uh, the actual instrumental stuff they have on there. I, in fact, I went as far as to write, this show doesn't exist without it. I, oh, I think yeah. without the soundtrack, and and I, I even tried to figure out, like, I think Peter Berg did a lot of it, but who was the music director for this show, I think is, is an unsung hero, because the, a lot of the music moves the show, it sets the tone, it yep. creates a lot of the reality that they try and base the the plot in, and it was really great. And I think with, I think with, it's a different show without the same musical choices that they they, they made. Uh, it creates conversation. I have an honorable mention for Best Dundee, and that is Smash's mom. Uh-huh. Uh, she's great. I just wrote number one great lady. Yeah. She's yeah. she's the best. I just, uh, Smash's mom was, <laughs> she's was, great. The, was the best. Yep. Um, so honorable mention for her. So what did you have for yeah, Best Dundee? Yeah, that's great. So my Best Dundee goes to a season five episode called The Sun. Mm-hmm. Some of you may remember this is the episode where Matt Saracen's father, who has been in Iraq fighting the war he uh is killed he he dies and so um matt has to deal with all of this and and go through the arrangements and and all of this stuff and part of what makes this episode so unbelievably gut-wrenching i would be crying through most of it as as cliff will point out Mm -hmm. is uh that matt had such a difficult relationship with his father because he wasn't there for him right and everyone kept telling him these great things about oh your dad is so wonderful he did this and your dad is so wonderful he was great and he had such a great sense of humor and matt hadn't seen any of it and it was just it was just gut punch after gut punch about how disappointed he had been with his father's choices both to to do additional tours in Iraq when when he need, felt he needed him at home all of this stuff and it and it was just it was just a a perfect hour of television in terms of character development you know the actor uh zach guilford did an incredible mm-hmm. job yep. uh acting throughout the show and it kind of reinforced coach taylor as being this sort of pseudo father figure for matt saracen as well it's okay. just a really wow that's really a, great episode there's a lot going on there colin i'm not I gonna lie to you i know and we didn't even there. watch it in our rewatch i just remember I, I, that it from is a, other i vividly remember that episode. that episode yeah it was a it was a good one yeah um, I, I have an honorable mention as okay. well all right uh that goes to uh the season four finales when the lion beat the Panthers uh-huh. and Landry kicks the field goal at the yeah. end. That was such a fun, again, this kind of like everybody wins kind of moment of, sure. you know, oh, they're going to fire Coach Taylor and they send him off to East Dillon where he can't do anything. And then he comes back and beats them in yeah, the state okay. championship. Or not the state championship. Hook, line, the, and sinker. I know, but it's such a they good got show. You. They got you good. So I'm going to move on to worst. Yeah, I'm going to try and, and right, move this along here. So, so my worst is pretty specific. It is the Swedes band. 
Yeah. I wrote just trash. Wow. This band is just trash. So worse than Crucifictorious. Well, I, I wrote definitely prefer Crucifictorious. Okay. <laughs> I think Crucifictorious, I am I am a, a fan. The Swedes band, however, is just just awful. Okay. Uh, he's 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 actually only in the show for maybe for that one episode for that series. I don't think he's in a lot of it. I think that's the only time they show him. Yeah. yeah they may mention him again. It's yeah, it's a very, very specific. It's not a long-lived part of the show, but I just remember it was just it was, it was bad news. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. So my worst Dundies, I have I have a three-way tie uh, <laughs> for, for three weirdly out-of-character plot developments. Okay. Honorable mention, of course, is for the for the Tyra and Landry kill a guy section. Um, but the three the three parts worst Dundee winner. The first one goes to um, when Tim Riggins was sleeping with a, a lady who had a kid and he yeah. was like oh, a yeah. weird 17 year old Tim Riggins was mm-hmm. a father figure for this child. Oh, it was yeah. so weird and yeah. so out of character mm-hmm. and also super strange and also statutory well, he's, he's rape. John, yes. He's John Carter. I yeah, mean, I know he is yeah, John Carter. Sure. Um, okay. Second part of that is when coach Taylor forfeited the game in season four, episode one. That was the first game that he coached. The Lions, mm-hmm. and he forfeited the game, and I right. don't believe he would have done that. I do because that's well. Okay. I, I thought that right. was appropriate. I guess he it, it showed a level of of care for his players. His players were injured, like they that's were true. they were going to go true. out there and get themselves hurt, and so he, he made the decision in that locker room to say, "I care more about the health of my team." Than I do winning a football game and proving okay. a point right All now. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm sure didn't, didn't well, I mean, I've always been told that quitters never win. Okay. So. Well, sometimes right. sometimes you have to, you know, take care of your kids. That's fair. You know That's I mean? fair. All right. Uh, finally, the third one is um, when the lawyer tried to blame Coach Taylor for Jason's injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, he tried to sue him or, or whatever. It was yeah. That was, out of character. that was weird. So. Those, those weird three deviations are, are my three-way tie. I think it's fair. Those are some good yeah. awards. We're, we're going to you know have to wrap those up and, and ship them off because weirdly nobody is here. To, to, I know. I'd sent out an invite for Crucifictorious to play our show. I know. They, I was really hoping to hear declined. I got a letter back that said we're not a real thing. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> yeah. I, Jesse Plemons. I feel, like that's a, I feel like that's a cop-out. So, uh, so, so we're going to take these and box them up. We're going to send them to East Dillon High School yeah. for their trophy case. Sure. So they can put them, uh, they can put them up and, and show them to everybody and and with that, we'll have the Showdown Orchestra play us off. All right, Colin. So it's time to get serious. I'm serious. We got to really buckle down if we don't want to do a stint in, in prison a la Tim Riggins yeah. for his brother. Uh, we got to go before Judge Stone and pass some, some judgment. We're going to give our closing arguments. Are you ready? Yep. So Closing Arguments, of course, is a part of our podcast where we give one final impassioned plea to try and sum up our feelings on the show and then give the show a score. Each of us are going to score the show on a, a rating scale of zero to five stars. And then in true star search fashion, we're going to combine those scores to give it a grand total out of 10 and put it up on our big leaderboard against all the other shows that we've we've seen. So, so Colin, are, are you ready for this? I'm you, ready. ready. Right, I'm going to let you go first. Go ahead. Absolutely. Okay. It. So as is clear... From the last, the last little bit of this podcast, I love this show. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do. I remember my friend telling me you should watch this show because you like football and you like television and it's great TV. And I thought, okay, yeah, I do like football. But it's not really about football. It's about so much more. The one of the things I I really love about this show is that it it takes every single thing in a in a sports 
narrative that should be a cliche and it and it makes it new and interesting or at least completely watchable even if it's not new like you know okay. i talked about the the underdog and i talked about how much you root for everyone and and all of that but it feels authentic and and it feels genuine and it feels like stuff that you want to root for sure it's so it's rewatchable very few miscues a lot of characters that you just completely fall in love with and i just think it's an incredible show for all of those reasons i have given it a score of 4.2 4.2 stars yeah okay all right yeah Interesting. That's low. I'm going to be honest with you. That's low for what I thought you might give the show. I I, I know, but... It angered you somewhere along the way. No, I wouldn't say it angered You're upset with the show. No, I'm not upset with the show. Look... You know I am a tough but fair judge. That's that that is known to be true. Yeah, I I think there I think it's not a perfect show. It it had a whole season. One of its five seasons was a little eye rolly the okay. whole time. All right. So wow. you know four point two. Man, the claws have come out here on. I'm trying to be honest. This, closing this, arguments. This, okay. I'm I'm tough right. but fair. Okay. Judge right. Stone appreciates that. All right. I'll give you my closing arguments. My Please closing do. arguments are actually a, a prelude to the bonus rounds, which we're going to play here in a little oh bit. So I, I, I wrote it in the, in the style of, uh, one of, one of coach Taylor's, uh, speeches uh, yeah. before the game. Uh, and it goes something like this. I can't tell you why this show is great. I don't have these answers, gentlemen. Only you can find these answers for yourself. <laughs> now let's go out there and win the showdown. <laughs> Okay, nobody, no, it's, nobody got up and ran out of the room. Okay, uh, so I, I, I'm the only one here, and I'm, I'm wearing headphones. I, I, <laughs> I, I like this show. I, I grew up playing high school football to some degree. A lot of it rang true for me, both the good stuff and, and the bad stuff. And it, it's, a, like, it's a watchable show. It's not the most dramatic, meaningful content all the time, but it throws some stuff in there. And I, I think the reality of the performances and the dialogue in the show itself creates its own weight. Uh, and so for that reason, I, I think it's a really good show. I have some bonus points. I, I gave uh, plus one star for the Tim Riggins radio show. Uh-huh. One of my favorite parts <laughs> sure. of, of the show. Just a just a turn of genius to have Tim Riggins. I would just, I would listen to his radio show all the time. I, I gave it a, a minus half a star deduction for Tim Riggins book wasting, though. Uh, there's a point in the show where he's coming back. He quits college to come back and, and join Riggins Riggs. And there's a scene where he's, you even remarked, there's yeah. a scene where he's driving back in his pickup truck from uh, from college, just throwing his college textbooks out yeah, the window. Like $800. Yeah, he, he literally wastes like $1,000 worth of textbooks that he just throws out of his window. And I, that, I had a hard time with that. But ultimately landed me on a score. You ready for this? Yes. 4.4 stars. Wow. Yeah, I, higher I, than I rated mine. it higher than yours. Wow. Somehow. And I think that gives us a grand total of 8.6 Six, stars, yeah. which is up there. I don't know if that's our highest, but it's... I, I, it's, don't, I don't know that it's our highest. I want to say Golden Girls. I don't know if it's going to beat out Golden Girls, but it's up there for yeah. sure. So... Uh, so we'll have to um, we'll have to put that on the leaderboard. So we'll go do that. We'll start filling out the paperwork to mm-hmm. put it on the leaderboard. We'll have to see where it falls. I'm excited to see if we have a new leader or not. We'll, the only way to know is to go to our website, www.showdownpodcast.com, and find out. That's going to be really interesting. So while we do that, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go away because when we come back, we're going to play some games. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the showdown, our Friday Night Lights edition. Colin, it's time for my very favorite part of our show. Are you ready? Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's do it. This is bonus rounds. (laughs) 
All right. So bonus rounds is the part of our show where we compete to see who will be the champion of this episode. It's always a, a, a battle yeah, between us. This time we get a ring. Yeah, there's going to be a championship ring. That's right. It's going to happen. That's with right. This. And we're going to hold it up. Not in a white power. Okay. Gesture. You are yeah. just really, you're really it's driving. Home. So, so bonus rounds, the way this works is we're going to play three rounds. We're going to spin our big wheel about 20 games and, and play uh, one game for each round. The best two out of three will be crowned the champion of this, uh, of, of this episode. So Colin, you, let's get into it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. You want to go ahead and spin the wheel first? Yes, please. All right, Here we go. go ahead. Oh boy. <gasps> Okay. We've landed on Netflix and Grill. <laughs> oh boy. So, so I like to imagine that's the actual yeah. grill sound. Boom. So, so Netflix and Grill is where we suggest our best attempt at a food pairing, the most perfect food pairing yep. for watching this show. So, yeah. uh, so Colin, would you like to go first? I would love to go okay. first. In fact, I, I think I better go first because I'm guessing we might have the same answer. We may. To we be may. Honest. Sure. So, mine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be very literal with the word grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the. I think the. You know what? I just changed my answer. Oh, okay. Last minute swap. All right. You know what we're going to have? What are we having? We're having a pancake breakfast. Okay, you know? that's a good, okay. We're having a pancake oh, that's a, breakfast. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a good answer. I yeah, gotta see, say. I don't yeah, need to explain it. We, we really yeah. do play these games as, as, they, as they come up here. That's really good. Uh, all right, I'm going to try and, I don't know if all I'm right. going to be able to beat this one. So, all right. So my, my answer was that came to mind was Texas barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that that lot was going to be my original There's answer. a lot of Texas barbecue in this show. Uh, my, my backup answer was a, a delicious uh, a vanilla swirl cone from uh, from. The Alamo Freeze. Yeah, Alamo Freeze. Uh, but, Which but, is just Dairy Queen, but, right? But, yeah, it is. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's Dairy Queen. Texas uh, stop sign. It's delicious. So okay. uh, but my answer is Texas barbecue. I, of course, uh, grew up on barbecue in the Memphis area, so I have a sure. little bit different take, but, but Texas barbecue brisket's pretty good. It is good. I got to give them their props. I'm not yep. a huge, I like some different things. My my favorite ribs are in a different part of the country, but Texas brisket's really good. So, so as good as that answer is... I think the pancake breakfast is the winner. I think you're, I think, yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to award round one to, uh, to Colin for sure. So I'm, I'm I'm behind. That's okay. That's okay. You're the underdog. I'm nervous. You're the underdog, which means you're probably going to win. That's It's maybe true. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel for the second round. I'm I'm, I'm nervous. Oh, oh boy. All right. right, We've landed on, we've landed on a new game that we've been playing here Uh recently. This game is called Midnight Special. All right, so Midnight Special is a game where we try and suggest what alternate artist would be best chosen to remake the theme song for this yeah. show. Any any musical artist that you want to choose, if you could pick somebody that's going to sing the theme song for this show, that, that's who we suggest. So I'll, I'll go first if you sure. don't want to yeah, go first. Sure, yeah, can I add, it's a little complicated that there are no lyrics. It is, there are no lyrics, so this is, this is a, there's, it's going to be a weird interpretation. My my answer is, is I think, the only appropriate answer, the only one that can be hmm. given is Cruz Victorious. Okay. Uh, Cruz Victorious <laughs> is right. uh, the unsung hero of this show, Lance and his friends, given it they're all loving their music they have passion for their music i think it's it's one of the more authentic parts of the show is that they have this band that 
about seven people as far as I can tell listening to you, but they love it. It's important to them. Uh, it's kind of a microcosm of the show. And I think yeah. their, I think their performance of, of the theme song, their interpretation would be justice. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer. Um, oh, thank you. yeah. Hmm. Uh, my answer is, is slightly different. You know, I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, this, the show does such an incredible job of picking really authentic Texas artists sure. for the style of the shows, all of it's great. So I thought, who is my favorite Texas artist mm-hmm. who would do this kind of theme song. And, and pick- Stevie Ray Vaughan. Nope. Come on. That's good. He's more bluesy. This, this, wow. Yeah. This, this All right. Is a little bit more The greatest twangy. guitar player that's ever lived. This is a little bit more twangy. All right. So I picked Pat Green. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's a, he's a Texas country I'm, singer. I'm familiar with Pat Green. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people know him now, you know. So there's only one problem with Pat Green. Is that he's not crucifixed. He's not crucifixed. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, I, I will concede to you. All as right, you that's so a great answer. As that's you so a, politely did that's a, in, in the first round. I appreciate that. That's a great deep cut, Packery. I, I think crucifixed. Yep. I want to see that. I want to want to hear it. Yep. I want to see it. Yep. I want to live it. Yep. All right. So uh, so it's tied up. Tied up. High yep. drama. Again. It's going to come down to Just a field like goal. Just like the show. It's going right. to come down to a field goal. <laughs> uh, we're both we're both driving. We used all our timeouts. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't know what's going to happen. So, Colin, do you want to spin the wheel for the I last round? I absolutely will. Right, yep. Go ahead. Oh, oh, no, I got an injury oh, spinning boy. the wheel. All right. Oh, no. Just, go get a pep talk. Gotta get a, yeah. All right. Gotta get it back. This drama is awful. <laughs> this is all weird. All right. I'll, I'll spin the wheel okay. for real. Thank you. Here we go. Use my other hand. Oh, oh boy. Okay. All right. We've landed on a game we haven't yep. played in a while. Yep. This is a long theme song. Yep. But worth it. Worth it. This is the wide world of jorts. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of jorts, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of fashion, competition, (laughs) this is ABC's Wide World Jorts. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm never not going to let that play all the way yeah, through. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you never should. It's real stupid, but I, I love it a lot. So, so wide world of jorts. Uh, if you're still with us, hopefully you haven't, you haven't turned off our podcast <laughs> in the, the last, episode. the last theme song. The wide world of jorts is where we, we choose the worst dressed. Yeah. Uh, in a salute to jean shorts, also known as as jorts, which are frowned upon. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. Sure, Sometimes sure. they have little places Ladies where you can to wear them. You can hang a hammer on it. That's right. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with it, but. Also a, a, a emblematic uh, item for poor fashion choices. Sure, so yeah. Wide World of Jorts is where we, we pick the worst dressed of the show. So Colin, would you like to go first? Yeah, I will. Um, of course, the honorable mention goes to everyone who's constantly wearing pants oh, okay. throughout the series. That's true. But, it's hot, uh, too hot. Right, it's too hot. But the actual award, you know, this was tough because there's a lot of there's a lot of dad wear, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but, but ultimately I had to give it to someone who wears the most dad wear and the daddiest of the dad wear uh-huh. and that is Buddy Garrity. Okay. Yeah. You thought I was gonna say Coach Taylor. Yeah. But he just wears he just wears like blue polo shirts. It's true. With slacks the whole time. But it's, yeah. Buddy Garrity, you know, he's not he's not a snappy dresser. Poor buddy. I he's wearing he wears suits to work when he's there the three times. Uh, I guess. He, but he uh, also yeah. wears like yellow it's true. I don't know. It's he's, true. It's not not great. Not so a snappy dresser. I'll, I'll give my answer. And mine okay. mine it's a conflicted answer. Okay. It, this is, immediately came to mind and it's it's similar to your uh to your answer in a way. Mine my, my, my choice is Eric Taylor. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why it's conflicted because okay. he is inappropriately dressed for everything he goes to. If he had his choice he would be wearing a polo shirt for whatever football team he's coaching, some khaki shorts and a hat 
and some giant sunglasses yeah, if it's daytime and yeah. some sneakers. That, that's his choice. Very few times when he shows up to some parties is he put on like a, a, a suit or dress up and it feels a little off. And so for the most part in the show, he's dressed to be as comfortable as possible. And that's just, he wants to live in sneakers and, and khaki shorts and football coach. similar to someone that you know, sitting across this table from you is why okay. it's conflicted. I'm choosing him as worst dressed okay. inappropriate. doesn't seem to really want to do anything other than what, uh, what is comfortable. I, I also, uh, would like to live that dream yeah. of never having to wear pants. I wear shorts only, <laughs> and I would even go a step further as to say I am a, a, a big proponent uh, of flip flops. I don't like yeah. having. Why? Why put your feet in a foot prison? <laughs> why? Why would you do that? It's a fair question. Yeah, free your feet, people. Okay. Free them. They want to. They want to live in the world and see things. Uh, so anyway, I, I digress. So my sure. my choice is Eric Taylor for worst dressed, while also freely admitting that. Uh, I envy his, his life where he gets to live as a football coach and, and wear things that are uh, just barely appropriate for whatever occasion he happens to be showing up at. Yeah, I mean, in the in the opening credits for the show, he's wearing a suit at a wedding. So hates it. And I'll, he and does, I'll, he and I'll, I'll bet he, I'll bet he's got on shorts under those <laughs> under those suit pants. So so this is so this is a close one. How do we how do we decide who wins? I think we're gonna have to go to the live poll. Oh no! Yeah, we're gonna. So it's coming up. We're getting like, a lot of votes coming in. This is a shot of Buddy Garrity right now mm. wearing some sweatshirt well it's 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 you know apartment buddy garrity which is different right. so the live poll is still coming and we're getting a lot of votes coming in it's back and forth uh a real split decision yeah, here it's um, so real it's, it's so real I, I i think the the there's a defense of beloved character buddy garrity happening okay. there's a bit of a revolt i think you might have lost some votes over no. going after such a beloved character i'm not, I'm not saying he's not a great guy it's, i've defended him it's coming it's it's coming out it's coming out as a win oh, to to, to me like there are people I, look the people i'm not Saying that I my answer was better, it's the people real. of the Bulls world are voting on this poll saying it's better, it's and I, I have podcast. to I have to go with the people's decision, uh, and I'll I'll proudly you know I'll I'll proudly take this ring. I, I would like to share it with you though in, oh, in true fashion. You. you know, I want to shake your hand. Effort. I want to shake your hand at the middle of the field, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Rocky style perhaps. Yeah, uh, you know, share this championship with you, and and we'll we'll each have a ring made. I think, but only yeah. only mine will say champion. Yours will say that you didn't win. Uh, this episode, which is a ring made that says I didn't win. Well, it's, it's already been ordered from Justin. So it's too late. It's a deep cut right there. Uh, yeah. So, so with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I've got a, I've got a a victory pancake breakfast uh, to go attend. And so I got, I got to get to that. We got to wrap it up here. Uh, and we'll just, we'll say thanks everybody for joining us. Absolutely. Really, really love everybody that listens to this podcast out there. Uh, we love your feedback. Um, so please contact us if you have any questions about the show questions for us. You want us to read on air, uh, requests for shows for us to review. We'd, we'd love to do Absolutely. it. We're open to suggestions. So make sure you send those in. You can contact us at www.showdownpodcast.com. You can go to the website and put in requests and contact us and look at the leaderboard and listen to other shows. And there's all sorts of fun stuff on there. Or you can follow us at the showdown six uh, on Twitter. If you want to, we've got announcements about shows and all sorts of ridiculous stuff that we like to put up there, which is a lot of fun for us. And we'd love to hear from you. As always, I'm Cliff. I'm Colin. And this is the showdown signing off. I was living in a devil town Didn't know it was a devil town Oh Lord, it really brings me down About the devil town All my friends were vampires didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself and
Devil Town. <laughs>